Hey, babe. I don't know why you just don't do the laundry, babe. I don't know, babe. I, uh, because of the kids, babe, and you're working all the time, babe. Yeah, babe. Well, passive aggressive, babe. Yeah. Yeah, babe. Oh, Deep boy. anger underneath the surface, babe. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike across Wikipedia like a bunch of little fact toppers. I'm old acquaintance Kyle, and uh, with me as always are my cups of kindness. Uh, Sky. <laughs> I still forgot who goes first. I thought you were trying to think of a of a witty repartee. I was, yeah. I'm The only thing I, that came to mind was something about balls dropping, and I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is, uh, you just got to let it go, Sky. You got to... <laughs> you just the 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 first rule of comedy is the first thing that comes to mind is always the best. Tim, uh, I don't. And think it's not going to have any negative consequences to you whatsoever. No, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> uh, well, tonight uh, we're gonna forget all about that. We're gonna start off the new year right. And I, I actually went back and I looked because I thought that we had established somehow an an accidental tradition, I suppose of me hosting the first recorded episode of the year, every year. Mm-hmm. It's not quite every year, uh, but I've had the very first recorded episode for uh, yeah. for several of the several of the last couple of years. Wait, how That's many years have purpose. we been doing this? Since 2014. What? I was thinking about this. This will be our fifth year doing this. What? Yes, Tim. In October? Yeah. No. In October. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I know. Yeah. Okay. And we got to remember October 29th was a f- 2014 was our first our our baby turns 5. Yep. Um Sky, you're saying that's on purpose? Yeah, your birthday is first in the year. So, wait, I'm not what? following why that <laughs> when, When's your birthday, what? Kyle? It's the end of April. Why why yeah. is that important to this? My Tim's is is November, mine's December. So you but, you host first for the year. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I believe you. I'm gonna go with that. I'm just making this up, but yes. Okay, go good. Ahead. Thank you. Uh anyway, uh I have made a somehow made a tradition of also for a couple of them choosing things that have to do with resolutions. Uh and tonight is gonna be no different. We're going to be uh starting at um at Marie Kondo. I know what's coming. Okay. What? How nope. could you? What? Not, no. Not yet. Go ahead. Uh, I I actually highly doubt you. Where are we going? going? Where are we going? Sky, I want to know where you think we're going. No, because either you'll, you'll do it next year. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, th- tonight, we're going from Marie Kondo to Pocket Knife. What? Uh, and <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Uh, I was going to go to Self-Defense. Uh, because people make it a, you know, you want to learn, a, take a self-defense course. Oh, do they? Yes, I've heard that from several so. people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I work around martial artists all the time, so maybe I am. maybe I am. People show up and they're like, hey. Biased. Wanna... They're like, yeah, we want to do this. Yeah. Hey, um, <clears throat> hey, Kyle. Yes? Are we starting at Recondo or Recondo the G.I. Joe? Marie. M- Marie. Marie Kondo. Oh, what am I? Lo- I thought I thought you just said Recondo. 
<laughs> Wait, nope. is there a Wikipedia page? I think we're starting there. No, we'll start at Marie yeah. Kondo. <laughs> do you know who Marie Kondo is, Tim? I do know who Marie Kondo is. Okay. okay. I just heard Marie Kondo. I did not hear the muh. The muh. I, I'm really... I'm really interested now, but we'll have to go there later. Ricondo, the G.I. Joe? Yeah. Is the one who uh, is in the uh, the dubbed PSA. He's the one who puts <laughs> one kid in the refrigerator. Oh, oh that one. Okay. you ringleader. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, just in case you wanted to know. Did you think he was referencing there? <laughs> I like how you didn't question that. <laughs> I, I've learned not to question. Yeah. Yeah, um, the uh, well, the I, I I have I I yes I I wanted to go with yeah self defense courses things like that, and I I was going to go, go with just self defense, but that that Wikipedia page is very depressing. I resolved so, to shank somebody. <laughs> this, this new year. So if it doesn't knife. bring you joy, stab it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, but but. Tonight we're going to start off our game uh, with something that relates to uh, things that happen around the new year. Well, I suppose the holiday season, really, is people get new pets. Um, and and I, I have a list of these. Well, I looked up the most popular pet names for 2018. Oh, no. And then I, and then I, found, and then I found the most popular hipster pet names for 2018. Wow. Oh, no, double. How do you qualify that? I Tim, I look. These websites make a lot of claims, <laughs> and so I what I did was I found a list of hipster baby names from 2018. The top five hipster baby names oh, no. of 2018. Well, actually, it's a list of the top ten, and I pulled five from it. And the top five hipster dog names from 2018. And I'm going to give them to you, and you guys get to tell me which is a baby and which is a puppy. I, I see no difference. hate this. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you guys both. Uh, please, uh, well, you know what? Yeah, I would like you, let's let's just do this kind of lightning round. Uh, it, you guys, um, just message me individually. Let me know what you think, and we will go from there. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right, our first one is Prue, P-R-U-E. Is that short for something? Uh, it is, in fact, short for prudence. Mm, that does help. Does it? <laughs> I, I am enjoying getting these. Oh, these are so good. I'm so glad you guys are just messaging me like this. Uh, Tim says, baby. And Sky uh, Sky messages me to say that's a child, and you are both correct. Right? <clears throat> like I, I don't, I can't imagine anybody actually naming their their pet Prudence. <laughs> well, Pearl. Tim, how about Brew? B R E W. Short for Prudence. <laughs> yes. You know. Also, uh, you know, uh, uh, a sibling to Brosef. All right, I've got I've got Sky's message. Oh, here we go. Sky says that's still a child, and Tim says Spud McKenzie's grandpa. Tim is correct. Nice. Uh, yeah, that, that is a dog. Um. All right. So Tim's got one already. 
And uh, so I want to go to next. We want to go to Clover. Clover. Mm. Damn. This is hard. <laughs> this is hard. I did not even. This is the thing. Like I didn't reach very far into either of these uh, lists. I was like, "Yep, all right, let's do." It. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim says, "Baby." Uh, Sky says, "Nothing yet." Nah. Oh, yeah, he does. He says, "Baby." baby. Uh, Clover is in fact a baby. You both are correct. Pretty sure it was one of the one of the spies on Totally Spies. <laughs> um, how about soy? How soy? about soy? S O Y. All right, Tim says baby, and Sky says a human. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're both incorrect. That's a dog. Wow. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> uh, let's go to Inari. <laughs> actually, that's actually that's terrifying. Oh, I know. That's not soy. That's dog. <laughs> that's a dog. No. So, uh, Tim, in case you missed it, it was Inari is the next one. I, what? I, uh, I'll i spell it. I, 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 no, I know how to spell it. Do you know what it is? This is a trick? No, it's not a trick. <laughs> it's an adorable dog slash child. <laughs> adorable dog child. Sky uh, says, really leaning hard on kids. <laughs> And Tim says, pet. It is, in fact, a pet. Yeah. Uh, according, tofu. Ac- <laughs> according to uh, Rover, it's, some, it's roversomething.com. Um, all right. Poppy. P-O-P-P-Y. <laughs> Tim, Tim says, Babby. Thank you for pronouncing it correctly. I mean, of course. And Sky says, "Child, you are both correct. It is a babby." A babby. So, uh, how about Caspian? C a s p i a n. Tim, or Tim is really struggling on this one. Uh, Sky says, "Babes." Uh, Tim says, "Baby from a C.S. Lewis loving home." Uh, you are both correct. Tim is slightly more correct on that one. Oh yeah. Um, let's go with Oak. O A K. Sky, I see what you're doing, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> no, neither am I. Uh, Sky says kid, and Tim says baby professor. Uh, it is a kid. Like so, goat. Uh, Oak. O A K. It's so sad that I can kind like you can kind of tell why hipsters might be naming their children this. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I have um Fergus F E R G U S. Uh Tim says nerd pet and uh Sky says oh no a baby. Uh, Sky is correct. Ah. And you guys have uh, this is this is the tiebreaker, you guys. Um, and this is going to be great. How about just Bay B A E? I'm so glad I saved this one for last. 
Sky, I'm gonna need a I need a one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> Sky is messaging and saying, I cannot answer this in good conscience. I abstain. <laughs> and when I pressed, he just said no. And then at this exact moment, he said, baby. Uh, and Tim says, pet. It is a pet, according to yeah, Grover something. <laughs> oh, well done, you guys. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what a great game to start us off on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, either way, we're done with it now. Uh, Tim runs away with the, the baby names slash pet names of 2018. And uh, <laughs> instead... Or, I'm and, and so with proud. That, <laughs> and with that, we're headed to visit Marie Kondo. Okay. Um, so to tell you the truth, I have I have not read Marie Kondo's book yet. Okay. Nor have I seen her Netflix series, so I don't know a ton about her. First thing that disturbs me is she's a year younger than me. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! She was born she in 1984. Um, I, n- no, because she has a Netflix series and a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, she's written four books, though, on mm-hmm. organizing, uh, which have collectively sold millions of copies, been translated into multiple languages. I do find it slightly, I, I, maybe ironic isn't the, isn't the word for it, but that... She is a organization expert, and she has a book with the title "The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up: The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing." It's mm-hmm. very long. It's a very cluttered kind of title. Yes, yeah. but I'm sure she in, might I'm sure not in Japanese, have. That's like four kanji. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. That's the other thing. Like she, she might not have come up with the name herself. Like someone might have chosen that name for her too, mm-hmm. especially if localization was involved. One of Time's 100 Most Influential People in 2015. Which is just wild. Mm-hmm. Wait, in, in 2015, 2015, several years ago, but yeah. still, still. Uh, her method is called either. the KonMari mm-hmm. method. Yeah. Uh, it consists of gathering together all of one's belongings into a giant pile on your floor. Yes. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No, that's no, one category. No, you are, you're, not. you're right, Tim. That's what she no. tells you to do. That's exactly oh, what you do. Maybe it's on a bed, oh. but you throw them all in, either on the floor or on in the, one on, pile. One pile. Yeah. Wow. And then keeping only those things that spark joy. Um, uh, or tokimeku, tokimiku perhaps. The word in Japanese, which translates to flutter, throb, or palpitate. Mm-hmm. And then choosing a place for everything from then on. I think uh, it had... makes a lot of sense, honestly. I mean, I can't, I can't riff on that. Like, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good idea. Like, basically, you know, if you, if it doesn't bring you any happiness, why keep it? Is a pretty good, yeah, uh, pretty good way to go. Yeah. Um, her history though said she's been interested in organizing since childhood. In junior school, she ran into the classroom to tidy up bookshelves. While her classmates were playing in physical education class. Woof. Wish I had thought of that. <laughs> Sorry, no dodgeball day. Gotta go tidy up. <laughs> Gotta go arrange these books. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, whenever there was nomination for class roles, she did not seek to be the class representative or the pet feeder. Instead, she yearned to be the bookshelf manager. 
to continue to tidy up books. Amazing. Wow. Um, she said she experienced a breakthrough in organizing one day. I was obsessed with what I could throw away. One day I had a kind of nervous breakdown and fainted. I was unconscious for two hours. When I came to, I heard a mysterious voice, like some god of tidying, telling me to look at my things more closely. And I realized my mistake. I was only looking for things to throw out. What I should be doing is finding the things I want to keep. Identifying the things that make you happy. That is the work of tidying. She spent five years as an intendant maiden at a Shinto shrine. Yes. Do you wear the outfit? Probably. I, I mean, I assume. An outfit. Yes. Cool. Actually, as uh, I think about it, she does wear very, like, very, she, in the Netflix series, like, she only, almost always only wears white coats. Mm-hmm. That's, hmm, hmm. Which is a weird thing. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, currently lives in Los Angeles. Yeah. Cleaning up Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what will get me closer to pocket knife? What indeed? Uh, oh, man. Attendant Maiden actually goes to the page for Miko. Um, but I don't think they use pocket knives. I mean, who knows? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go there. I I'll learn more. I... I don't know why, Tim. You know the first. You know the first one's always like just to fire off into space and just find something. <laughs> Sky, where would you like to fire off into? So I have I've read most of her book. I read the oh, really? manga. <laughs> yes, there's a manga. Yeah, yeah, Tim, it's you would like good. it. It's basically yeah. just like the book, but like distilled down because. When I say I read parts of the book, it's because it's like, oh, wow, this is a whole chapter that's just that just tells me throw all your shirts on a bed and like see if you yeah. like them. <laughs> so the manga is basically just like, look, you just do this. Um, I watched the first episode of the show. Was that not the most upsetting thing you've ever seen? Hey, babe, I don't know why I just don't do the laundry, babe. I don't know, babe. I uh, Because of the kids, babe, and you're working all the time, babe. Yeah, babe. Well, passive aggressive, babe. Yeah, yeah, babe. Oh, Deep anger underneath the surface, so babe. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! They call I don't each know, other babe. babe. All the time. It was it was the most passive aggressive couple I've ever seen. Yeah, it's saying a lot. I'm so excited. <laughs> the <laughs> wife keeps the wife like no doubt at least ten times. Marie yes. will be like. Now you need to like get all these out of your closet. She'll be like, I'm so excited. Or like she'll show up and she'll be like and she'll be like, let's get started. And she'll be like, I'm so excited. It's <laughs> like, are are you really? really excited? She's excited, you guys. Yep. Babe. Babe. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, she can she can she can sort their their stuff, but not their very, lives. She's very eccentric. And I don't know, I'm very interested in watching like I watched the first episode. I was like, this is fine. I don't really want to watch the rest of them, <laughs> but I need to watch at least another one to see like, is it just every time she shows up, she like <laughs> just tells them to dump their clothes and like clean their so, kitchen. Cause like that's <laughs> I so, don't... so far. Yeah. We've watched most of it. Well, here's what happened. We started, we watched the first episode together, Stephen and I, and he was 
I mean, we both were so put off by that first episode by those by that couple. We're like, yeah. let's just see the next one, see if they're better, like see if they're better people. Yeah. And like it it's the same thing. It's the whole same thing exactly as the first episode, but the people are slightly nicer. That's good. <laughs> they don't they don't seem to be like there's still a lot of passive aggressive stuff going on. Yeah. Um but they seem to be trying a little harder. I don't know. They seem to be It's very uh, hard. It's very it's like they were both uh very like what's the word? They both were deciding this is the right thing to do and we have to do it. They were both like staging it. <laughs> yes. Like they were putting on personas but yeah. also like adding the drama of their life to that persona in a weird way <laughs> that was very off-putting i just could not get over how loud she screamed every time marie oh showed up gosh. at their door yeah that was the worst <laughs> she just every like it blew out the mics and there's their dumb question well you have kids like I bet your kids are like perfect angels and and are very clean. Are very Clearly clean. not. And then she's that's just not, like, no. That's she's like, I bet you are. never do anything wrong ever. And she's like, no. They're children. <laughs> Once I had a nervous breakdown in class for two hours. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a thing. Anyway, where am I going? I don't um, know where you're going, Sky. I need to you're find trying knives, to get to pocket knife. I think I go to Los Angeles, California. <laughs> wow. No, we've already been there. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of... I have... I have you I have want languages. to take a second shot at that? <laughs> I have nervous breakdown. You do, yes. I have tidy, tidy up, mm-hmm. which is orderliness. Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go tidy up. Okay. You gotta keep the kitchen clean. Kitchen have knives. Kitchen have knives. Kitchen have knives. <laughs> kitchen have knives. Uh... <laughs> All right. So Tim, Miko. let's go to Miko. In Shinto, a Miko is a shrine maiden or supplementary priestess. Can, can I just once... mention before we go. go before you go deeper into this? This page is really long for what I expected. I did not think this page was going to be this in depth. It's a lot longer than the Marie Kondo page, that's for sure. Yeah, it's like three or four times the size. <laughs> anyway, continue. Miko were once likely seen as a shaman, but are understood in modern Japanese culture to be an institutionalized role in daily shrine life. Trained to perform tasks ranging from sacred cleansing to performing the sacred Kagura, Kagura dance. Kagura? Kagura. Oh, I think I, pronunciation. I'm not. It's okay. We're trying. Uh, of course... Um, the traditional attire of a Miko, as I mentioned earlier, would be a pair of red hakama, uh, which they describe as long, divided trousers. I mean, aren't all. Yep. Or a long, red, slightly pleated skirt tied with a bow, and a white haori or kimono jacket, and some white or red hair ribbons. In Shintoism, the color white symbolizes purity. They don't say what red symbolizes. Nope. Just the white. Okay. Uh, traditional Miko tools include... Azusayumi, or uh, Katalpa Bow, uh, the Tamagushi, or Operatory Sakaki Tree Branches, and the Gehobako, or the, and this is all in quotes, supernatural box that contains dolls, animal, and human skulls, and Shinto prayer beads. What? Hold on. That's, that's no, no. all no, no, in no, quotes. No, 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 no. <laughs> but dial that back like uh, two or three seconds? What was that? 
supernatural box that contains dolls, animal and human skulls, and Shinto prayer beads. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I heard that right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Great. Um, <laughs> no other explanation for that. No, no it's that's just, just it. that's, that's it. it. Okay. okay. Uh, a lot about history, traditional training, position of a shaman passed from generation to generation. Sometimes someone not directly descended from a shaman went voluntarily into training or was appointed by the village chieftains. That's when you have a very special episode. <laughs> um, let's see here. Achieve this, such a person had to have some potential. Several characteristics could be seen as a sign a person was called towards shamanism. Neuroses, hallucinations, unusual behavior, and hysteria. Hmm. These conditions are still referred to as shamanistic sicknesses. Oh, wow. dang. Okay. That's interesting. Um, attributes for rituals. Um, an acknowledged elder shaman who could be a family member, like an aunt of a member of the tribe, would teach the girl in training the techniques required to be in control of her trance state. Um, this would be done by rituals including washings with cold water, regular purifying, abstinence, and the observation of the common taboos like death, illness, and blood. I mean, just avoid death, please. Yeah, that reminds me a little bit of Phoenix Wright. Um, when, what's her face, went to train under a waterfall. Dang it, I was trying so hard to take us a route that would not take us to video games this week. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, I was going to mention Pocky and Rocky anyway, so uh, sorry. Uh, That's like, do you want to play a video game with Amico in it? <laughs> play Pocky and Rocky. Alright, where are we going, to? <laughs> if you want to watch an anime with Amico in it, go to just good old Sailor Moon. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, other attributes used for rituals were mirrors to attract the kami or spirits, and and swords, also known as katana. <laughs> Hold on, um, and swords, and swords. Yep. Look at that, mirrors and swords. She, she also needed the knowledge of the several names of the kami that were important to her village, as well as their function. That Finally, she learned a yeah. secret language Whoa. only known by insiders, other shamans of the tribe, and so discovered the secrets of fortune telling and magical formulas. Dang. After the training, which could take three to seven years, the girl would get her initiation right to become a real shaman. This mystic ceremony was witnessed by her mentor, other elders, and fellow shamans. The girl wore a white shroud as a symbol for the end of her previous life. The elders began chanting, and after a while, the girl started to shiver. Next, her mentor would ask the girl which kami had possessed her, and therefore she would serve. As soon as she answered, the mentor would throw a rice cake into her face. Causing her to faint. What? Hold on. That's cited. That's what it says. It's yep. cited. What is that? What's the citation? Okay, it is just a folk religion book. Okay. I just wanted to know if there was like video of someone getting a rice yeah. cake thrown in their face. The, the elders would bring the girl to a warm bed and keep her warm until she woke up. When the whole ordeal was over and the girl had woken up, she was permitted to wear a beautifully colored wedding dress and perform the corresponding tradition of the wedding toast. Wow. So okay. like you essentially get married to uh to the kami that you that you named. That's what it sounds like, yes. Yep. Uh so I am going we're looking for pocket knife. Yes. Katana is a really big knife. Mm. I just need to find the pocket part. Yeah. No, I don't think that's how that mm. okay, katana. Katana. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> 
Sky orderliness really is what, that, what you linked to. It's associated with other qualities such as cleanliness and diligence and a desire for order and symmetry. It's generally considered a desirable quality. Um, it talks about obsessive compulsive disor- disorder. Right. Um, uh, on the other side, excessive disorderliness may be associated with a tendency to hoard, to collect <gasps> objects compulsively. Compulsive hoarding. <laughs> Compulsive hoarding. Uh, professional organizing services support individuals and organizations. Uh, find ways to... Oh, support individuals. I thought that was... I thought support was a verb there. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an adjective. <laughs> services support... In, support individuals and there's supposed to be a comma is that yes person i, I believe personal you're right. organizing yes. services comma support individuals and organizations find ways to achieve and maintain ways to be organized including decluttering and maintaining an ordinary environment um that's the entire that, that could take me to homemaking mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna click on collect because you like collect Ooh. knives <laughs> oh nice i hadn't oh, considered that i'm sure it's there i'm just gonna be talking about about uh nutcrackers i can't wait collecting uh, oh no sky nope oh we'll get to it all right katana's katana katana everyone uh, historically katana are one of the traditionally made japanese swords that were used by the samurai of ancient and feudal japan characterized by a distinctive curved single-edged blade with a circular or squared guard and long grip to accommodate two hands. Let's see here. Uh, Kintana can also be known as Dai or Daito among Western sword enthusiasts, although Daito is a generic name for any Japanese long sword, literally meaning big sword. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's definitely what I found. Like The more Japanese I learn, it's like, oh, this, this, this cool <laughs> word just means <laughs> like small turtle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very simple. It's very good. I appreciate um, it. Yes, I do appreciate it. What, just a just one simple sentence that's its own paragraph. Western historians have said that katana were among the finest cutting weapons in world military history. That is three citations. Simple, three citations. Yep. All right. Let's see. One of them, Stephen Turnbull, uh, Roger Ford, and Anthony Bryant all say. That the katana were fu- among the finest cutting weapons in world military history. Mm-hmm. Nice job, you guys. But wait, they couldn't um, find their only Western history. They couldn't find anyone else to be like, yeah, these are pretty nice swords. Let's see. Uh, during the pre-World War II military buildup throughout the war, all Japanese officers were required to wear a sword. Traditionally made swords were produced during this period, but in order to supply such large numbers, blacksmiths with little or no knowledge of traditional Japanese sword manufacture were recruited. Oh no. Uh, in addition, supplies of Japanese steel used for sword making were limited, so other types of steel were also used. Quicker methods of forging were also used, such as the use of power hammers and quenching the blade in oil rather than hand forging in water. Ooh. Power hammer. The non-traditionally made swords from this period are called Shawato, after the regnal name of the Emperor Hirohito. And in 1937, the Japanese government started requiring the use of special stamps oh, wow. on the tang to distinguish these swords from traditionally made swords. Like, we know that these are not, like, the, uh, this the isn't OG what... katanas. Yeah. This isn't what you think it is. 
Uh, presently in Japan, shoato are not considered to be true Japanese swords, and they can be confiscated. Whoa! Outside Japan, they are collected as historical artifacts. Because we're dumb. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's intense. I did not realize mm-hmm. that. Let's see. Let's see here. Uh, uh, they talk about some usage in martial arts. Oh, hey, they talk about the storage. Um, yeah, if myth- if mishandled in its storage or maintenance, the katana may become irreparably damaged. The blade Ooh. should be stored horizontally in its sheath, curved down, and edge facing upward to maintain the edge. Okay. It's extremely re- important that the blade remain well-oiled, powdered, and polished, as the natural moisture residue from the hands of the user will rapidly cause the blade to rust if not cleaned off. Dang. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a whole it's a whole practice. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I am going to click on uh, the rise in popularity of katana among samurai came about due to the changing nature of close combat warfare. Oh no! I'm clicking on close combat. Well, oh, guys, nice. well, I was so determined to get us away from video games that I walked us right back into World War Two. <laughs> CQC. Oh my uh, gosh. All right, collecting. Did you know that there's a difference between an antique and a collectible? No. What? An- no. Antiques are sp- supposed to be at least 100 years old, while collectibles are <laughs> arbitrarily recent. <laughs> uh, so the word just... vintage describes relatively old collectibles that are not yet antiques. Hold on. Hold on. So this is just this is just completely subjective. Mm, except, I guess, for the at least 100 years old part. Which but is, you have to be mm. like there's one rule, and then everything else is very subjective. Okay, so interestingly enough, the thing that I know from from my folks being very into antiques is that my dad uh, has always told me that an antique is at least fifty years old, while well, everything else. Well, I mean, no, not really. If it's a hundred, if if the rule is actually a hundred, it it is at least fifty. So he's no, not no. wrong. No, he is. <laughs> Antiques have to be at least a hundred years old. <laughs> if he's say, if he's saying fifty, they start being at fifty. Something fifty-six years right. old yeah, isn't that's... an antique. Okay, yeah, you're right. But it could it could be vintage. But it could be. Oh, gosh, uh, collecting is a childhood hobby for some no. people, but for Sky. others, a lifelong pursuit or something started at childhood. No, hold on. Because it says previously commonplace items that are not that are now rare. There's because there's another level here. Uh, previously commonplace now, this, items that are now rare are this, called ephemera. This isn't a quant. This isn't a quantitative uh, uh, ruling, though, or a classification. Oh, Antiques are a hundred years old. This is like a, a rarity. Like this is like a. a oh, I see. If it becomes rare, then it's then it's a firm. Yeah, a fir- firmera. <laughs> I like how it says collecting is a childhood hobby for some people, but for others, a lifelong pursuit or something started in childhood. Let me rewrite that to just say collecting can happen any time during a person's life. <laughs> collecting can happen to you at any moment. Be aware. Uh. Some novice collectors start purchasing items that appeal to them, and are they're just happy people enjoying something that they like, then slowly work at learning how to build a collection. Oh, my gosh. Learning to take the enjoyment out. 
<laughs> the emergence judging of the internet. others. Well, others prefer <laughs> to develop some background in the field before starting to buy items. The emergence of the internet as a global forum for different collectors has resulted in many isolated enthusiasts finding each other. That's Great. just true about the internet in general. <laughs> a lot of people that shouldn't be finding each other finding like each other. You too? You oh. also like nutcrackers? Yes. Because boy howdy, <laughs> there is a there is a photo of some nutcrackers on this page. Um, it says here that there's some psychological aspects. Uh, they so? can be good or bad. The hobby of collecting often goes hand in hand with an interest in the objects collected. So, like if you collect postcards, you might be interested in other places that you know you aren't familiar with, and that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maintaining a collection can be a relaxing activity that counteracts the stress of life. Provides a purposeful pursuit uh, instead of some like existential crisis. Um, the hobby can lead to social connections between people with similar interests, uh, which is also good. Um, there's also, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder. And it actually says that like people can like be become like obsessive about hoarding these things. And then when the collections are passed between generations, it might sometimes be that children have inherited symptoms of the obsessive compulsive disorder. Oh my gosh. Which is wild. I don't know if that means I'm guessing it's not as like solid as like because this person was all about the stamps, the children right. actually inherit that like obsessive compulsive disorder about the stamps. It must just be that but, like it's like I gotta keep this like I feel guilty if this doesn't keep going on because yeah. granddad did this. I yep. don't know. <laughs> it has been speculated by whom that the wide appeal <laughs> of collecting is connected to the hunting and gathering that was once necessary for human survival. Collecting is I mean, also associated with memory by association and the need for the human brain to catalog and organize information and give meaning to one's actions. Why so, does it have to be more than we just like things? Yeah, we just like things. Um, they're, they don't mention like knives or even swords here, but they no. do have a link <laughs> to hobby. And Sky, a, are you going to skip the list at the bottom? Because List at the bottom. Notable collectors. Oh, I didn't see this list. Yeah. So we have uh there there's these are just people, Tim. They're they're just random people. Real people? Real people. And no fictional lists. Here's the thing, it's just a it's just a person's name and then the thing that they collect. We don't know anything else about these people. <laughs> just that they collect these things. So Forrest J. Ackerman collects books and movie memorabilia. That's what Look I got. Nobody knows yeah. anything about King George V. Okay, not all of them. <laughs> What did he Some collect? of them stamps, <laughs> which is like the, which seems like the joke joke answer, but no, it says here stamps. <laughs> it just, just seems a little, yeah, it just seems a little underwhelming there. Yeah. I mean, Barry Halper here collected baseball memorabilia. He's the only one, apparently. Oh primarily no, primarily Australiana. Oh my gosh! Huh. Um, wow. Uh, Magnus Walker over here with a name like that. Of course, he collects Porsches. Wow. J.P. Morgan. Okay, again, not all of them. Various. <laughs> Several. Primarily gems. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All, all right. right. We're going to hobby. Orchids? You collect orchids? I'm trying just, to whittle it it's down. Just a flower. See the pocket knife page. Uh, I I don't know if this is helpful or not to you but autograph club is on here as well it's one of the only actual hobbies they list on here it's true 
but you're going to go to hobby itself? Yeah. Okay. All right, <clears throat> Tim, close combat. Let's get in. Let's get in there. It's very oh my short. Gosh, this is ridiculous. It's very close. It's very tight. Yeah. It's very... Um, close combat means a violent physical confrontation between two or more opponents at short range. Mm-hmm. Uh, among many types of fighting encompassed by this term are the modern terms hand-to-hand combat and close quarters combat, CQC. They literally say CQC in parentheses. I can't remember what, what Isabel thinks that means. Anyway. Something quality, compassion. Close combat um, occurs when opposing military forces... My fear ducks are <laughs> reacting to what you what you just did involuntarily. Go ahead. <laughs> when when military forces engage in restricted areas and in an environment fr- frequently encountered in urban warfare. Urban warfare. Urban warfare. Sorry. Military small unit tactics traditionally regarded as forms of close combat include fighting with handheld or hand thrown weapons such as swords, knives, axes, or tools, none of which is linked. Question. How else would you throw a weapon if not with your hands? Um. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can kick it into somebody, maybe. Hmm. But it's not really a throw. Yeah. I was going to say no. If it's specific. I do maybe like... if you have a little trebuchet. <laughs> I mean, but you could. Again, you're still using your hands primarily to, as the yeah the locomotion there. I mean, if not you, really. If no, you no, no. A trebuchet? A little catapult? Oh, you're talking about... I'm sorry. No, I, yeah. I misheard you. Yeah. You wheel it out. Like, you just, you just <laughs> pulling the lever on that, and then it's doing the rest oh, on its own. I thought but, Kyle was saying pulling the lever still means you're using your hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I am saying that now, though. <laughs> Kick it with your foot, and then we're fine. Okay, I do. I appreciate this this workaround of using your foot to <laughs> to, to set the thing off. But yes, um, I just want to know what. E. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just want to know this school of of close quarters combat where you throw weapons with your feet. That's that's all I want to know about. It's the. Uh, I'm trying. To, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like the water polo method, but you don't use your feet there at all. <laughs> yeah, um, well, the soccer method. William E. Fairbairn organized mm. and led the famous Shanghai Riot Squad of the Shanghai Municipal Police and devised a system of close combat fighting for both soldiers and civilians which bears his name, the Fairbairn System, incorporating use of a handgun, knife, and the Defendu martial art fighting technique. That's basically just Leon Kennedy, right? <laughs> More like Resident Evil 4. Uh, yeah, not a lot else here. Um... Man, do I go to hand-to-hand or do I go to close quarters? I mean, I think you have options in both. Since it's there twice, I'm going to go to -to hand-to-hand combat. (laughs) All right, hand-to-hand combat it is. All right, hobby, Sky. Hobby. It's a regular activity that is done for enjoyment, typically during one leisure time. Uh, The etymology, in the 16th century, the term hobbin. (laughs) <laughs> had the meaning <laughs> of a small horse and pony. The term hobby horse was documented in a, a 1557 payment confirmation for a hobby horse from Reading or Reading, England. Mm. The term, originally called a tourney horse, was made of a wooden or ba- basketwork frame with an artificial tail and head. It was designed for a child to mimic riding a real horse. 
By 1816, the derivative hobby was introduced in the vocabulary of a number of a number of English people. That's cited. Just some of them. Over the course of subsequent centuries, the term came to be associated with recreation and leisure. In the 17th century, the term was used as a pejorative sense, in a, in a pejorative sense, by suggesting that a hobby was a childish pursuit. However, Jeez. in the 18th century, with a more industrial society and more leisure time, hobbies took a greater respectability. Millennials are killing hobbies. A hobby, uh, a hobby is that's I think that's the last thing they would say. A hobby is also called a pastime because you use hobbies to pass the time. Yep. A hobby Holy. became an activity that is practiced regularly and u- usually with some worthwhile purpose. Hobbies are usually but not always practiced primarily for interest and enjoyment rather than financial reward. Mm-hmm. And then next to this, you have a picture of a man in front of two laptops. And it says, oh, my gosh, writing and editing articles for Wikipedia is a hobby for some. <laughs> this is Wikipedia and Doug Coldwell. Oh, my gosh, Doug, you're being very meta by right now. Doug Coldwell. Yeah, of course it is. Coldwell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of hobbies here. There's a lot of different types of hobbies. Collecting is one of them. Making and tinkering is one of them. Wait, on wait, his, wait. On his second, on his second laptop, not the first one, but the second laptop, uh, oh, yeah, he is reading doing a. Doing some enhancing. Uh, yeah, I, I did actually do an enhance. Yes, um, he is reading a an article called "Leisure and Idleness in the Renaissance: The Ambivalence of Atrium." I can't read that part, but uh, I mean, he's definitely uh, he's definitely trying to just like. Uh, insert a little tiny joke here for himself that's great way to go doug i i see it and i appreciate it good job doug so the the types of hobbies are collecting making and tinkering which is like one category Mm -hmm. uh there's oh oh i see these are subcategories because i saw cooking (laughs) then gardening (laughs) and then tinkering and i'm like you already said tinkering Tinkering mm, is dabbling with the making process. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Often applied to the hobby of tinkering with car repairs and various kinds of restoration of furniture, antique cars, etc. Um so I came here looking for whittling. It's oh yeah. Here, but what is oh, here no. is a photo of an amateur magician performing. Oh it's yes. wonderful. It's a child's oh birthday party. And there's a girl that's smiling at, and like the camera does the like the red eye thing and it's just terrific. This is my favorite photo I've seen in a long time. Yes, it's very good. Oh, this is so wonderful. So we play a lot of like Arkham Horror, Eldridge Horror, Lovecraftian things. That's immediately okay. where my mind went when I saw this. I'm like, oh, cult <laughs> cult ritual. <laughs> <laughs> Says a lot oh my! Uh, but you know what is on here is woodworking. Oh hey, that's close. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna click on woodwork. Nice. And see what happens there. Nice. Nice work. Hand to hand combat, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes abbreviated as HTH or H2H. Okay, guys, can we just agree to just say the word? It's not that much longer. <laughs> it's the same number of syllables. Oh it's a lethal or non-lethal physical confrontation between two or more persons at very short range. Grappling distance. 
that does not involve the use of ranged weapons. While the phrase hand-to-hand appears to refer to unarmed combat, the term is generic and may include use of melee weapons such as knives, sticks, batons, spears, or improvised weapons such as entrenching tools. No. Yep. While the term hand-to-hand combat originally referred principally to engagements by combatants on the battlefield, it can also refer to any personal physical engagement by two or more people, including law enforcement officers, civilians, and criminals. Hmm. Isn't a criminal a civilian until they do a crime? <laughs> no one's a traitor until they are, Tim. <laughs> right? I like that at the bottom of this page, the, the see also list is is just ancillary weapon or knife fight. Those are Holy the two cow. things. The two <laughs> I see know, also. knife fight. Oh, <laughs> um, see here. Oh, the Fairbairn Sykes fighting knife. Fairbairn oh. continues to get press in my articles here. That sounds like a that sounds like a um a tongue twister. Fairbairn Work- Sykes fighting knife. Mm-hmm. Working in Shanghai during the opium high high times. Mm-hmm. Is really really tough streets. That's right. So uh their CQC was derived from a mixture of judo, jujitsu, boxing, wrestling, and street fighting. So essentially the entire... I know I keep going back to video games, and I'm yeah. sorry, but that's all I know. <laughs> it's basically the entire roster of Street Fighter 2 Yeah, in it's one all- technique. It's just Capcom. Just mm-hmm. done. There you go. Done. Oh, goodness. Let's see here. During the Second World War, Fairbairn was brought back to Britain, and after demonstrating the effectiveness of his techniques, those poor people, was recruited to train the British commandos in his combat method. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they just had? They just had. He's like, no, guys, I learned some really great stuff. You know, we developed yeah. this whole system. And well, why don't there was you show general, us, William? Yeah, there was a general who was like, sure, come here. <laughs> and then, then. After after demonstrating this technique, there was another general who was like, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. Well, come here. <laughs> uh, during this period, he expanded his, quote, Shanghai method, unquote, into the, quote, silent killing close quarters combat method, unquote. What? For military application. Or the SKCQC, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, U.S. Army officers Rex Applegate and Anthony Bill were taught Fairbairn's methods at a training facility in Scotland and adopted the program for the training of OSS operatives at a newly opened camp in Lake Ontario <laughs> in Canada. Applegate published his work in 1943 called Kill or Get Killed. <laughs> it's cited. Is yeah. it just cited to kill or get killed? No, okay. It's a history book, but still. The, the citation should just be I told you. No mention about Solid Snake anywhere here, which is kind of sad. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to click on Knives. Yeah, I figured you might. Nice. Knives. Um, woodworking. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin. Okay. Heads, it's Kyle. Tails, it's Tim. All right. It's tails, it's Tim. All right, so there's a list of... Uh, the common woods you would use in <laughs> in furniture making, and there's a good description okay. of them here. So I googled uh, what kind of wood are you quiz, and, 
Nice. I'm to find okay. one of those. I found what type of tree best describes your real personality. So that's what we're going to mm. go by. And okay. then we'll cross-reference. Which do you consider yourself to be? Reserved, quiet, or thoughtful? Or outgoing, affectionate, and energetic? Aw. Reserved? The first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be warm or cold? Cold. I guess this is like too warm or too cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which word can describe you best? Can describe you best? Stubborn, naive, intimidating, carefree, attractive, or reserved? Reserved. <laughs> That's You had us choose that the other day. Yeah. We're on four out of ten. Choose a city to live in. New York, Miami, Los Angeles, <laughs> New Orleans, Denver, or Nashville. Denver. Denver, yeah. Good call. What is nature to you? Adventure, <laughs> no, adventures in great outdoors. Relaxing, relaxing, comma, in the sun's rays. Serenity, peace, and quiet. Escaping the city, the beauty of life it, itself. Wow. Wait. The beauty of life, it's space self. <laughs> it self. Where we all come from. <laughs> so you got adventures, relaxing, serenity, escaping, beauty, where we all come from. <laughs> serenity. All right. Peace and quiet. Which is your spirit animal? <laughs> is it no. the bear? The horse? The wolf? The dolphin? The lion? Or the elk? Bear. Um... Um, I need, how do I, how do I, oh, this isn't an image I can share with you. This dolphin image is the most wild ass. <laughs> well, you're the dolphin because I clicked on it. Oops. Uh, which, of these, oh. which of these upsets you the most? Tim Public is the speaking. least dolphin like. You've sullied the <laughs> sanctity of this test. Oh, I can go back. I can go back. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. What did you say? Bear. Bear. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I can't go back. We, we restarted. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to plow through these questions. Woo. This is rough. Rather be cold. You're, <laughs> you're not intimidating. Reserved. Good old Denver. It's Serenity. Mm-hmm. Serenity now. It's a bear. It's a Which bear. of these upsets you the most? Public speaking. Lazy people. Making oh, tough wow. decisions. Working too much. Being held back or know-it-alls. <laughs> working too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working too much. Which flower appeals to you most? <laughs> okay, I got to describe these flowers to you. <laughs> There's a red one with a black center. <laughs> yellow, yellow with a brown center. <laughs> yellow with an orange center. <laughs> Pink with a yellow center. <laughs> White with a yellow center. Or like a purple with a purple center. <laughs> Oh, the purple, the purple center. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm sharing my screen with you now. Because I just realized that there's there's like a kitten video playing. <laughs> if you could choose only one sense to keep, which would it be? Would it be sight or hearing? There are more senses than that. That's tough. Uh, Probably sight. Alright. You play video games <laughs> easier that way. Choose a style of music. Classical, classic rock, country, hard rock, pop rock, or reggae. Classic rock. Classic rock. Classic rock. Alright. Calculating results. 
It's going to come down to that flower question. I just know. <laughs> Loading. Evergreen pine. Dang. All right. Nice. So evergreen pine. I guess it's like a fur, right? Yeah. Yep. So you're you're very inexpensive and common at local home centers. What? Yes, I <laughs> you am. Have, you have you have uh you have a characteristically straight, pronounced grain with a red brown tint. However, your <laughs> grain right. pattern is relatively plain and it does not stain well. <laughs> so you're commonly used when the finished product will be painted. White commonly used <laughs> well, yeah. is for building the saw. Oh, well, commonly used for building. Yeah. This you you also would be suitable for furniture making as well. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pleasing result. Well done. Yep, I'm going. I'm oh. going to show you this dolphin picture now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut this out, but this dolphin picture is the most wa- buck wild shit. Uh, <laughs> yep. Which yep, would you sure. rather be? Naive. Yep. Miami. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Yep. It's Nature. escaping the city. Look Spirit at the, look and... at this dolphin! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like what is happening? It's like flying. What? Yeah. How? It's buck wild. I don't that understand it. That is incredible. Thank you. Scott. I like how that makes. Like, look at that. It's like you're on the. It's like you're on the land and it's hunting you. <laughs> it's like I am coming for you. Uh, I anyway. will end you. <laughs> I have seen your final days, and it is me. <laughs> Yeah. Um so it's not on here. Whittling no. whittling is in like the woodworking like bottom external links. Yeah. Tim's on knife. That is accurate. <laughs> All I got I'm gonna go to wood carving because that's closer. Yeah, that I think that might be your going to wood carving. Okay. Wood carving. All right, Tim. Let's go to knives. Okay. Mankind's first tool. A knife plural knives is a tool with a cutting edge or a blade attached to a handle mankind's first tool <laughs> mm. i mean they, i think it goes like to a, a sharp rock as yeah. a, or a stick i mean cuz like Look, i guess well wait a minute a so wait 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 no hold on no no i'm not buying this is a stick <laughs> because a tool. every every well every nature special that you see you see a a, a a chimp or an orangutan <laughs> or something like that sticking a stick into a termite mound, and the announcer's like, "Look at them using tools." I mean, it's Neither not cited. Oh no, humans! Actually, it's cited it's twice. Me. That's cited twice. It's cited to early hu- human evolution, early human culture. From let's see, twenty. Our first tools were our fingers, and a well, they went up our nose. Two thousand five. <laughs> oh I won't gosh. have it any other way. Okay, well, stick first tool invented, <clears throat> but humans are disconnected from umbilical cord at birth. Kojima reveals about Death Stranding. No, no, <laughs> Ko- Kojima, Kojima agrees with you, Tim. No, yeah, I'm. I'm going to send you these guys this link, but I'm very worried about this link. Uh, <laughs> it sounds worrying. The first tool that human being invented was stick in all capitals. Stick. But you get disconnected your umbilical cord when you are born. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my gosh. I don't uh, 
there is in fact a really good photo of a knife on this page though not you know not knife knife but like a resting knife a knife at rest a resting a, uh, knife a table knife resting on a stand and i just it's a I, weird I really, stand it's it's yeah it, it looks it, like faucet handles connected exactly yes like I couldn't find a place to lay my knife down, but here's a spare faucet handle, so this is what I'm using. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, a modern... Here's all the parts of a knife. <laughs> all the parts of the knife. The point The pointy the part and the holdy part. No, there's actually <laughs> 11 parts described here. There's the blade, Incredible. the handle. We know those ones. The there's teeth. the point. You can figure that one out. The edge. Yeah. The grind is the cross-section shape of the blade. Mm. Uh, The spine is the thickest section of the blade. The fuller is a groove added to make the blade lighter. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Usually up on toward the top of the knife. I always kind of wondered what that was. Mm -hmm. Um, The ricasso is the flat section of the blade located at the junction of the blade and the knife's bolster or guard. So the little kind of transitionary part of the knife. Yeah. The guard is the place you don't slip your hands up and slice yourself. Yep. Yeah. The hit or the butt is the end of the handle. Utilized for blunt force. Or just for holding on to it. And then the the lanyard. Oh my gosh. The strap used to secure the knife to the wrist. Wow. Nice. I'm not sure if that's in all knives there. Uh so there's a lot about knives here, guys. There's quite a lot about knives. But I will tell you that pocket knife is on here. Mm-hmm. Aww. Um, there's also the Mezzaluna, though. A two-handled arc-shaped knife used in a rocking motion as an herb chopper. Or for cutting other foods. That's a cool one. Yeah, there's it is. A pocket knife is a knife that cuts with a rocking motion. Which is primarily used by people who's... Oh no, a rocker knife. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, no, I was going to say, I don't think that's what you're reading. I don't think you're uh, reading that right. A rocker knife is a knife that cuts with a rocking motion, which is primarily used by people whose disabilities prevent them from using a fork and knife simultaneously. Um. Oh man, they go into everything. Exacto knife, kiridashi, <laughs> uh, folding knife, crooked knife, diver's knife, bowie knife, Bali song, a folding knife also known as a butterfly knife with two handles kind of rotating around the tang such that when closed the blade is hidden within the handles. Mm-hmm. But everyone still knows what it is. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, there's a lot of knives in here. There's The Sacrifice of Isaac is on here because it's got a knife in it. Yeah, yes. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm just going to click on pocket knife because nice. there is... Ooh, rubber? What? That's where you're supposed to go. Oh, rubber handle. Okay. Yes. In case you want some bounce when you throw it. <laughs> um, pocket knife. All right. Congratulations, Tim. Well done. Good Thank job. You. <clears throat> oh, look, a collection of pocket knives. A collection of them, literally, is the first image in on this page. Um, before we go there, Sky, would you like to talk about wood carving at Not all? Not really. It's like woodworking, except you carve shit. Do you not want to talk about these wooden stuff. cranes? They're nice. There, <laughs> there's a there's a photo here of I some wooden cranes. I would to collect them. There, <laughs> yeah. is, there is a whittling knife on here. I was going to click on whittling. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, that probably would have gotten That does have pocket knife. So, oh, was, man. So close. It was a very close race. Um, All right. Yeah, no, I'm good. We kind of okay. talked. I don't have anything to add about pocket knife. So, um, yeah, we know about pocket knives. Uh, it says, uh, you know, just foldable knives with more blades that fit inside the handle, it, it said, and that can still fit in a pocket, etc. But what I really brought you guys here for, I mean, yeah, there's the history and everything, but just the list of all of the all the possible knives, because they have some great names. So you have, of course, and, and uh, Sky, if you haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I got it. <clears throat> I mean, they have here, of course, the Camper or Scout, which is, I mean, that's your everyday, that's your Swiss Army. You you know it. You, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. But also, then there's the Canoe. Which looks like the Canoe. The, yeah, it looks like a Canoe, because uh, it folds into a little, into the body of the knife. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, the Congress which has a convex front that carries that usually carries four blades. Um, Quattro blade action. There's the elephant's toenail. <laughs> oh, I've heard of this one. Which is a large design similar to the sunfish, but usually tapers on one one end, giving it the elephant's toenail shape. Which that leads us to the sunfish, which is a large design with a straight handle and two bolsters. The blades are usually short. And the and both the handle and blades are very wide. <laughs> Sunfish knives usually have two blades. Oh man, I think my favorite's got to be the melon tester. Oh wow, I didn't even see that one. A single long and narrow drop point blade used for taking a sample from watermelon. Dang, I really That's like good. cotton sampler because it sounds like a euphemism that like a gangster uses. Mm-hmm. Oh mafia. wow, I take yeah. them out back and give them the cotton sampler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's the, the lady leg on here, which is a drop point blade paired with a clip point blade with a handle shaped like the, like a lower leg with a high heeled shoe, which forms a functional bottle opener, <laughs> Yay. which is also like a high heeled shoe, I suppose. <laughs> uh, guys, just, I mean, we just please tag yourself, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think I'm probably just just your typical, your camper, maybe. Just your typical one like that. I'm a sod buster. Yeah, mm. I can see it. I am a elephant's toenail. Good. Good choices, everyone. Oh, wow. <clears throat> All right, you guys. Uh, congratulations, Tim. Uh, well run, both of you guys. I... I I really wanted to veer us away from, I, I came in tonight thinking, you know what? We're going to do a, a whole show where we don't talk about video games and we don't talk about food. Uh. And, and somehow, somehow, I took us immediately back into all of those things. So I guess I guess it is another resolution that we immediately broke, like like all other resolutions. Uh, but if you would like to hear us break more resolutions, you can you can easily find us on iTunes um, or Google Play or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you find your your favorite podcasts. You, you can search for us there for We Should Know Better. Uh, if you do that, uh, it, please leave us a review or, you know, just let us know you watched it that w- or listen to it. That would be pretty cool of you. Um, you know, share it with a friend. Maybe maybe make it a resolution this year to share share things that you like with friends and hopefully we're on the list of things you like 
Um, you can also find us on our website at wskbcast.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at WSKBcast, and you can also search for us on Facebook just by searching for We Should Know Better. Um, you guys, uh, did I did I get all the things? It's been so long since I hosted. I, I think that's all the things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I have to uh, – I'm glad that we, we got our recording in because now I have to go find uh, Steven because he's been doing the KonMari method, and I believe he may have accidentally put himself in a box somewhere, so – uh, oh, there's definitely there's a meme. So, <laughs> so many boxes. There's definitely a meme that is the best one that I've seen of somebody saying, like, slowly putting myself in the garbage. This no longer <laughs> brings me joy. Marie looks on and nods her head. That's not sagely. <laughs> I also, yeah. I also thought you said you were just going to, you have to go and dump all your knives on your bed and hold them and see which one makes which you one throb with joy. joy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, I'll have I'll come back with the the knives that bring me the most joy, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good night. <laughs> good night. Bye. Night. Bye. Before and I I promise this is the last thing I have to tell you guys before we get started, but. I have to get this out and I have to tell someone about it. And Steven witnessed it or like witnessed this with me. So I can't tell him, but apparently uh, my folks got in an argument today, right? So they got a, you know, sure. they're going to church this morning. My folks are the type of folks who like to dress alike. they like, they like to wear the same colors when they go to, when they go to church, you know, because they're those people. And they're not, they're not doing it to show off or anything. No. Going to church. <laughs> well, if you want me to be completely honest, I think it was a way for my mom to kind of trick my dad into actually wearing dress clothes and oh. not not just what he would want would normally wear to like the the school that he that he works at, you know. So, uh anyway, they 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 dress alike, you know, in same in same colors. Today, uh you know, my, my dad's already getting ready to go. Mom's getting in the shower and everything. And, you know, he asks what color she's going to wear. And I guess, you know, they decided on what they were going to wear. And uh, he's like, well, I'm going to get dressed and then I'm going to go shovel the driveway. And mom was like, Dave, don't get don't wear your, your dress clothes to go shovel the driveway. You're going to get them all sweaty. And I guess they argued about this for like, you know, five minutes while while she was in the shower. And... um <clears throat> You know, she thought that she was not, you know, she had gotten through to him that decided that he was not going to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she comes downstairs to check on, you know, to check on him while he's shoveling the driveway. And, you know, she's all dressed and getting ready to go. And uh, she sees my dad out shoveling the driveway wearing his boxer shorts and a, and his undershirt. And his house shoes. Great. And he has he just has these like little moccasins that he wears. And he was apparently so upset that he was not allowed to wear his dress clothes to go shovel the driveway. That he just did not wear clothes. And he like mom is leaning out the front door like... Are you serious? <laughs> That's amazing. Like, 
like it's no but to take into this as well remember this about my dad who is is a literal robot um it is 20 degrees this morning mm -hmm. so he's outside shoveling in his underwear in 20 degree weather and like mom has to call him back in showing him yeah he did oh he got it <laughs> he got him all right because oh and, and if you think that's enough on its own uh apparently lots of people saw this because several of my parents neighbors stopped them at the grocery store this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the best <laughs> i actually like, thought you were gonna say it was on the evening news or something <laughs> no 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 and they were and they were like dave you know if you need some winter clothes we can help you out <laughs> he's like no no i just i was just i you know just she just my I, wife <laughs> yeah basically and i yeah oh, it's it's amazing and i just i don't i am at a point in my life where i can't imagine doing that yeah <laughs> to to have a, like having a disagreement with another person to the extent that i'm like nope gonna go do this without clothes <laughs> But here, here we are. <laughs> That's really good.